How can you get a home when the bank says no? This podcast is dedicated to the 1 in 10 homeowners denied each year by the banks. Welcome to the pre-approved podcast. There might not be anything more frustrating than when you're trying to get a home and your mortgage application gets denied. It feels pretty defeating. You feel like you don't have any options and you start kind of questioning what you're going to be able to do. So today's episode, we're going to talk about kind of the top reasons why you were denied and maybe four action steps if your mortgage application was denied. So the very first thing is it's not the end of the road. It seems harsh, but it doesn't mean that you can't get a mortgage. It just means that someone told you that you can't get a mortgage. And so if you look into this, your lender should give you a very specific reason why your application was denied. And if they haven't, make sure you ask them why they were why you were denied. It shouldn't be a surprise to you why you were denied, but sometimes it is. So if we look at the top 10 reasons why mortgage loans are denied, number one is credit score. Number two is bankruptcy or other recent credit history. Number three is your debt to income ratio. Number four is employment history. Number five is your income. Number six is your debts. Number seven is your down payment or reserves. Number eight is your application. Number nine is bad timing. And number 10 is other. We'll spend just a moment breaking down each one of these. Number one, credit score. There are certain government programs and government-sponsored entities that require a minimum credit score, whether it's the 580, the 620, the 640, the 720, depending on what program you're trying to get, there's like an absolute cutoff. And so it, it really is a you're either in or you're out. That one is pretty self-explanatory. The second one was bankruptcy or other credit history. If you filed a bankruptcy, oftentimes you have to wait until that is cleared, sometimes like two years for it to clear before you can reapply. Sometimes it's seven years, depending on if it's like a Chapter 7 or a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. So if you've filed bankruptcy in the past, sometimes there's just this cooling off period that is required. Number three was the debt-to-income ratio. This just means your auto loans, your student loans, your credit cards, any other revolving monthly debt that you owe in relation to your income exceeds, and this is typically like a 43% ratio or a 33% ratio. So essentially meaning if you made $6,000 a month, you would want to make sure that including your home payment, your your debt and your mortgage cannot exceed, let's say, 43% or close to $3,000 of your overall income. So if someone's got a lot of student debt, sometimes it tracks like 1%. It's just not how much you owe. So you can get into some tricky situations with the debt-to-income ratio. The fourth one was employment history. Let's say that you're working as an accountant and you decide to go become a welder. Both good-paying, great careers, but all of a sudden you've made a job history change or you decide to become self-employed. Well, there's, there's like-kind employment history changes and that is okay. But if you switch to different career fields, they see that as unstable and can be a reason that you need to stay six months, a year, two years in a new job before they kind of prove that your risk has gone down with this new employment history. Number five and six were income and debts, and those go relatively close to the debt-to-income ratio, but it essentially just means that there's certain income and debt thresholds that if you pass them, you're either in maybe a non-qualified mortgage, you just can't get to a high enough ceiling of maybe getting pre-approved up to a certain dollar amount. So those are go hand in hand with some of the debt to income ratio. Number seven was the down payment reserves. 
if unless you have a state tax credit or a down payment assistant, the lowest down payment you're going to see is three and a half percent down. Now there's some you know unique weird ones with like VA and other things, but for the for the normal person, three and a half percent FHA is the lowest, and from there it can be five percent, ten percent, or twenty percent down if you're trying to get out of PMI or you have some other unique circumstances. So if you're looking at a two hundred thousand dollar house, you you're going to need to have saved up, let's say ten grand, twenty grand, fifty grand when you look at down payment and closing costs, along with just some minimum cash reserves that the bank will require. Number eight was your application. Just having errors or omissions or leaving it blank, it actually takes a a fair bit of it. Number nine was bad timing. Just if you've had those bankruptcies, if you had other legal, let's say you're going through a divorce, there's other hardships and there's kind of this uh, asterisk on your application. Sometimes it just isn't a good fit. And 10 being other could be a a variety of different reasons, but I think this covers like 95% of overall loans getting denied. So what do you do? You've you've got this denial. It could be one of any of these 10 reasons. could be something else. How do you proceed moving forward? Well, if you've identified what your specific pain point was out of the list that we just described, that is going to be your primary focus. In general, we'll talk through maybe the four most common strategies that we've seen. So number one is just getting a copy of your credit report. If credit is your issue, talking with either a nonprofit credit counselor, we've talked about the Village Financial Resource being able to do online and in-person counseling. I think for like 20 bucks, you can get and talk to someone. They can pull your credit report. They can talk to see, hey, these are some things that are on your credit report that shouldn't. Here's some things that are on it that are really dragging down your credit. Here's some past payment histories. So really examining what your credit looks like, understanding it, and talking with someone who understands it. And there's a lot of ways you can get your credit report for free. I believe free credit karma is one of them. And so just understanding your credit, because sometimes it can be this nebulous thing where I have a number, but I don't quite know how fast can I change it, what's weighting it down. And so getting an accurate understanding of your credit is our suggestion, number one. Number two, is to just get your financial house in order by paying down your debt. A lot of times people have stuff on their credit or they owe something, they have a you know a really big car loan or student loans or different things, and it just might not be the right time to buy. Maybe you need to save up for a down payment. Maybe you need to pay off some of your debts if you got really high credit card bills or medical debt. And so that could be your primary focus where you go into some sort of Dave Ramsey program, try to get rid of all of your debt so that you can position yourself to be better qualified for a mortgage moving forward. Number three is shop around. Yes, one bank said that they denied your mortgage, but that does not mean that every bank is going to say the same thing. We preach here often that you should be talking to three different people if you're looking at a bank. Number one is a national bank. Number two is a local or I'll call it regional bank. And number three is a local like community credit union. And the reason for those three is the nationals will cover all of your major loan programs. Number two, the regionals will have some like in-house portfolio loans and be a little bit different than your nationals. And then number three, your local credit unions are member-based where they can actually loan out some of their own in-house money and they don't have to follow the exact rules. Now, if you've gone through those three or you just wanted to start local, 
I would suggest going in that reverse order where you start with a local bank and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Because if they can't help you, odds are a national bank, you know, might not be the best option. And of course, you can do what is it like Rocket Mortgage or Quicken Loans, where you can go online and shop for different rates. But sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating because you just kind of feel like you're going to get denied right away. And there is a couple unique individuals that we've interviewed on the podcast. If you want to check some of the earlier ones, called non-QM. So if you're self-employed, that's a pretty strong contender uh, because you don't normally have the normal W-2 income that a lot of the banks require. The last one, number four, is just get creative. So here at Home Equity Partners, that's what we specialize in. So we we specialize in lease-to-own, contract-for-deed homes, where really you do not work with the bank. It doesn't show up on your credit statement. So really, you're, you're obtaining home ownership without a bank loan. And you could use a service like us. There's existing homes that you could propose to do rent to own if you're in a national metropolitan there's big companies like divi homes or home partners of america so those could be some options for you the other one is getting a co-signer so if you yourself cannot apply for either a mortgage you could do a co-signer for the mortgage whether that's your parents a sister a friend someone to help boost up your income or show good on paper and you can do the same thing on the rent to own program so sometimes we have people come through our application that don't have the right income or they don't have the down payment, but they have a sister or a friend or they borrow from their 401k or they do something creative to get into it. So that that is a lot of what we're trying to advocate here on the pre-approved podcast is to get creative. Just because someone told you no doesn't mean that that's the answer. So hope you enjoyed today's episodes on why your mortgage loan got denied and four practical steps that you can apply to get into a home if you are set on getting a home in the near future. Talk to you later. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. You can always learn more by reaching out to us at homeequitypartner.com. Have a good day.